We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, whoop Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic that say to the culture We sending the spark We cover Welcome to a Friday episode of the All Bases Covered podcast I'm excited, man. We got a great show lined up. We're debuting a brand new segment tonight. We got one of Sam's friends coming on to talk a little gambling. We are titling that segment Swimming with Sharks. Uh, So we'll uh, have a brand new gambling segment that we will get to here in a little bit. Uh, Super excited. We got got Joe and we got Josh. I think we're still waiting on Sam to jump on the line here. Go fucking uh, bigger. That's 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 okay because this bud is no longer his. Uh, it's it's Dylan McVaney's, isn't it? <laughs> it is Dylan McVaney's now. <laughs> oh man, dude! I, so I'm super pumped. We got a we got a great show. I'm still waiting on Sam to jump on here. I don't know I don't know what he's doing, but we're we're gonna dial it in here shortly. But um, he's beating us. Me a lot of con of content uh today um a lot a lot of stuff to kind of dissect give our opinions on uh, i hope he's ready for i hope sam's ready for a chronic corner because we haven't had one in a while and i got him dialed up for one today so and uh joe i'm ready for you to sink your teeth into some of these things that we're going to be talking about so uh some of this stuff might be right up your alley man uh i'm pretty excited for that so <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, kick things off. He's gonna he's gonna poke <laughs> the bear is what he's saying. He's gonna poke. Uh, that's he's gonna what, I, poke that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> you are now okay, considered I'm, I'm the poking. cocaine bear, and yeah. Mike is called Nick Wright. What's up, bitches? What there up? There he is. What up? There's Stephen there's A. Smith Sam. showing up late again. Oh, you know, fashionably late as usual. He was probably he was probably pumping himself all of the peds before coming on the show. You know what it is. Come on now. All right. So the bad thing is, I said I said he was going to be late yeah, so for. How, how's everyone's Good Friday going? Is it good or is it bad or is it ugly? It's been fucking terrible. So. Oh, <laughs> you poor thing. I'm just gonna sit. I'm just gonna sit. Whatever. Fuck off, Joe. Yeah, your boyfriend just gave you really bad last night, didn't he? Man, I don't even know why I do this show with y'all. I don't even know why I do this show with you fuckers. <laughs> because you right. love so, us. The numbers are in. Championship game between UConn and San Diego State was the lowest in 20 years. And the final four was one of the lowest times. And this is what I talked about. You guys were here when I said it. 
Everybody loves the underdog until it gets to the Elite Eight Final Four. Then people want to see the big name. The other problem that's killing college basketball on the men's side, there's no storylines. And there's no storylines because people, guys are constantly transferring or they're going to the NBA after a year. Nobody knows anything. Meanwhile, Caitlin Clark's been at Iowa for three years. Angel, uh, Angel Reese, who's at LSU, was at Maryland for two years before she got hurt, and then she decided she needed to change the scenery. And she's gone up against Caitlin Clark in the NCAA tournament before. There's storylines there. There was the South, you know, the South Carolina women's team uh, coached by Don Staley. And the women's championship game outdrew the men's game by four times as much. There, I'm going to tell the women's game this past year had more viewership than Michigan versus TCU bowl game. So, what is that? Did you just really so, say anyways, the, the women's national final had more viewers than Michigan TCU? Yes. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. No, I didn't like, either. That's and, not true. You know, people like the the, the cone of silence. Somebody that, talk. No, I was going to say that's not true because. Uh, the NCAA Men's National Championship game had 14.7 million viewers, and the uh, Women's National uh, game had uh, 9.9 million. They were talking about it on the Dan Lebron Hey, where, where did you get uh, your stuff from, Joe? Uh, I'm on Sports Media Watch. CNN.com? Uh, Sports Media Watch. No, I go to, I go to CNN to decide which beer I'm going to drink. Where's Louis? Where Mike? Where are you getting your your numbers from? Got it on the Dan Levitard show. Oh, Dan Levitard is lying to you, bro. Dan Levitard, because he's a tard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, the the women's basketball, the viewing for this year was up, according to uh, uh, according to. According to Sports Media Watch, um, it was up 103% from, excuse me, from last year's uh, uh, championship. Okay. For the women. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is what. And what's crazy? It's not even a women's blue blood team either. Who's not? Oh no, none of them are. Iowa. And, yeah, I mean uh, the women. I mean the women's wasn't either. It was. It was Iowa. And what UConn or LSU? Usually LSU. it's Tennessee yeah. and yeah. UConn are their two blue bloods in. And, and South Carolina and Baylor and South Carolina and yeah. Baylor. Yeah, those are and, and those are the big ones. All right, well maybe I don't know, but that's I was listening to the Dan Levitard show and they talked about how it outgrew the 2022 like uh, the majority of the 2022 bowl games. So I don't know. I don't know where they're seeing that. So, but that's just regardless the men's basketball program had the lowest number of viewers see those numbers for the men's side are around 20 million plus and is that 14 million you guys talked about gambling and gambling 
will bring in some of the viewers, but I think college basketball on the men's side has a problem. And what we're going to see is more tournaments like this. And because do you know what FAU, San Diego State, and not not UConn, but FAU, San Diego State, what was the other team that was in there, Miami, all have in common? Miami. They all have a bunch Miami. of dudes. They all have a bunch of dudes that have been on the team for two and three years. They've played together. So these small schools, these mid-major schools where they're not getting one-and-done talent or where they're getting transfers from big-time Mike, programs. Mike also those guys are in the mix, right? Princeton, Princeton in the mix. These guys are all playing together. And meanwhile, your Dukes and your Kentuckys and your North Carolinas are signing all these kids that are leaving after one year or they're leaving after two years. Of course, a team filled with 18- and 19-year-olds is going to lose to a team of 21-year-olds. And that you're going to see it happen more and more. And unless these blue bloods start recruiting, like how I mentioned in the show before, how I said, you know, maybe get one five-star and then get a couple three- and four-stars, guys that you can develop that you know are going to be there for, you know, two years or three years. They're, not, they're going to continuously start to lose to these small schools who are rolling out teams filled with juniors and seniors. Um, but there, and there's no storylines. And that's, this is why college basketball is going to suffer. And it, it leads me to transition to this point. I think basketball in general, not just men's, not just college, but basketball in general on the men's side is going to have a problem. We talked about Major League Baseball, and we talked about how all of Major League Baseball's stars are marketable, and they're all foreign. Well, what direction do you think the NBA is going? What's what's the NBA going to look like in five years when there's no LeBron, there's no Steph Curry, there's no KD? And right now, all of your best players are foreign-born players. It's Luka, it's Jokic, it's Embiid, it's Giannis. And Victor Wembanyama, who's supposed to be the next big thing, he's also foreign. Number one pick. I think the NBA is going to, if they don't start generating some top quality American basketball players and superstars, the the person that's going to take the mantle from LeBron eventually, I don't know who it's going to be. Person, uh, I think they're banking on Bronny. The same thing as NBA. We don't I, I even know Bronny's going to be great in the NBA. Oh, exactly. But I think it's just the name recognition, and, and you still got LeBron James to come. Um, I mean, there's the storyline that he might play with the son, try to, on the same team. Uh, I mean, you got D. Wade's son coming up, too. Uh, I, I think you're going to have – I'm sorry oh, to interrupt, but oh. I, th- I think you're going to get a lot of, like, uh, mid-tier stars that – can't really pull the weight, almost like when Jordan left. Um, yeah. You know, you'll see the kind of shift, you know, where the Tatums and the and the other, uh, the Jalen Browns and, and of the world won't be able to move the meter. Sam, or John Morant, you know. Yeah, Sam Radio is really cutting out a lot. But, yeah, right, I mean, that, and that could be true. That could be true, man. That, that could be where they have uh, a, a wall for six years until someone's raised up up. But if they're not careful, it's going to go the same way as the as Major League Baseball. Let me tell. Let me ask you a question, uh, 
Josh. There used to be a time a lot of NBA players hosting Saturday Night Live and doing commercials. How many NBA players do you see doing commercials now these days? NBA players? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the ones that are all retired, right? The ones that are all retired. Exactly, exactly, Joe. Thank you. It's Charles Barkley. It's Magic NBA. Johnson. Okay, they're all retired, and the same guys that were ho- that were in commercials are the same ones that used to host Saturday Night Live several times. Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. And baseball has the same problem. Baseball doesn't have marketable people. Mike Trout, for as great as he is, can you name me one Mike Trout moment in in history where you're like, wow, that was amazing? No, I mean, I, I mean, I baseball does. You, go ahead. Baseball does have a problem. They're not they're not coming up with baseball players from the U.S. anymore. Besides pitchers, there. I mean, the pitchers are legit, but your big marketing your big marketing hitters and all that stuff, you just don't have it anymore. Uh, you look, it, it's literally all pitchers. Um, it's all pitchers, hitters, but even the hitters. Then what what you don't magical thing is it that that you can point to? Like for Ken Griffey Jr., you could point to his fifty six home run season when he hit three twenty five. He was Gold Glove that year, and you can point to excellent moments at the plate that he had. You can point to Mark McGuire in the home run chase for number sixty two. You can um, point to things be on the baseball player list. Uh, of great players, but Mike Trout can't name me a single moment in time. I challenge anybody to name me a single moment in time where you're like, oh, man, that, that, that shit that Mike Trout did was crazy. You can point to it with Shohei Otani right now. Man, his pitching, and he hit 50-plus home runs. He's like Babe Ruth. You can point to it with other players. Mike Trout have that one season. Mike Trout doesn't have that one season where you're like, man, that was crazy. Did you see everything that he did that year? He doesn't have. He just has a bunch of like, oh, yeah, I mean, it was a great season. Even Bryce Harper. Well, I, I think Bryce what you're, you're missing out, the, you're, you're missing out on Mike Trout's like rookie year where he just, he came out of nowhere and just, and took baseball by storm. That's why he's got that big name now is because that rookie year, it translated into year two, and he just kept going from there. No, yes, there was no magical moment, but, I mean, his rookie year was a, was a year that you can't forget. Um, so I, I think you're kind of wrong on him. Now, Bryce Harper, that's a whole different story. I don't see – he was drafted number one. There was a bunch of hype, but I, I don't see where – he was a big, big star. Yes, he's had some good seasons, but there was never anything that kind of, oh, fuck, this this guy's going to be fucking great. Yeah. And, right. I mean, he's your, so, he's your second biggest star in baseball. <clears throat> uh, we're going we're gonna to introduce uh, now for our next segment, the uh, Swimming with Sharps. Uh, we got – Staff on here, who is uh, Sam's boy. He's from New Jersey. He is a gambling expert. We hope to have him on the show quite oh, a Jersey. bit, especially <laughs> especially during football. Hey, oh, look at this guy. 
Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, hi. How are you guys? What's, what's going on, man? Good, good. I was listening to the the, the marketability standpoint of of the baseball uh, uh, part, and and I wanted to kind of quickly get, give my my two cents on that and, sure. and talk about like yeah, absolutely. I think. I think when it comes to baseball, it, it's not that they, they aren't marketable. It's just that they aren't being marketed. So, so like, baseball, maybe, like, to its short-term gain or long-term detriment, it's it become much more regional, you know, in recent years. Mm-hmm. And, and it loses out in both that outsiders don't get to see the big stars in the big games and that they don't uh, see them in commercials. So, so it's just that they're not being marketed now. So, you know, when you talk about uh, whether, you know, Mike Trout's big moments or Bryce Harper's big moments or whatnot, it's just the sport's not doing a good job at it. That, that's just my take on it. No, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, I'll agree with you, too, because you don't see baseball players too much in commercials at all yeah. anymore. Yeah. You did back no, in the, yeah. the 90s. Have, yeah, and wh- why aren't we seeing guys like Mookie Betts? Or Mike Trout yeah. or Bryce Harper or, or, in more commercials. Or, 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 triple, or triple crown winner Cabrera. It's like, why are they not in exactly. They're just not being marketed. They're mm-hmm. just not being marketed. So I think that's the huge issue here. It's not that they're not marketable. And, and, and it goes to the whole uh, idea that the sport is just becoming regional. You know, if you go to uh, yeah. a, a certain area, then you will see, you know, the, 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 the Cabreras and, and, and the, the Trouts. It's just the, the – yeah. Nationally, I think they've so, been, you know, they're focusing much on it. I 100% agree. Um, but but I think NBA is going to go down the same fate soon if they don't start being able to produce more American stars. Because I'm not exactly seeing, like, Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid on this list. So, you I, know what's crazy? So, I believe NBA is going to. I believe NBA is going to go to a domestic and an international route where you'll see Zion Williamson become this NBA national star, but when you go internationally, you'll see the Lucas and the Giannis's, you know, those kind of names being more on that international platform. And I think you're going to see that marketability uh, becoming a good split, and, and you know, for the health of the league. I just I, Real quick, I want to point out something crazy. Do you know who is third on the list behind LeBron James and Steph Curry for most marketability and influence score and has appeared in, uh, and this is rating like appearances in commercials, endorsement deals, everything else, market, total marketability. Who do you think is behind LeBron James and Steph Curry? For NBA? Yeah. Zion? <laughs> Derek Fucking Rose. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, is my audio better? <laughs> yeah, much better. Yeah, that's better. awesome. That's awesome. Derrick Rose has has not been a major player for six years, seven years. Yeah, he mostly comes off the bench now, and I'm not saying he's not a good player. We are a <laughs> long ways removed from his MVP days, and he's still number three on the list. Right. Right. Anyway, right. I, I think that's crazy. But, Sap, why don't you hit us with some of your uh, gambling uh, insights, man? Is it, is it baseball All right. season now? Is, is this the gambling time for baseball, or is it golf? What, what is it now, right now? <laughs> so, oh, right no, now, it's got to be the Masters. <laughs> so, I, don't, I, I, tend to, I tend to mess around with 
uh, sports that I'm familiar with that I've grown up on or statistically uh, able to dive into uh, rather than sports that, you know, I guess I'm just, you know, just throwing things against the wall and hoping it sticks, you know, based on intuition or based on, you know, based on just uh, recency bias. So I try to prevent from, you know, prevent myself from those type of risks. And I try to take take risks where, you know, you kind of know what you're talking about, kind of a, uh, 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 yeah. foundation. So, so for me, I, I, you know, I come from uh, a South Asian background, so I kind of grew up watching cricket. So I'm, you know, very, uh, profoundly, uh, proficient in the knowledge of the history of the sport and, uh, just the general idea of the feel of the sport. Hey, just an FYI, Sap, none of these guys know what cricket is. They think it's a bug. I, Oh, it's a I mean, I Are you fucking kidding okay. me? You I, bounce a ball and you fucking hit it with whatever the little small bats are. We know what it is. I, we got we got we got a bunch we got a bunch of white boys. <laughs> well, I think in New, in Newark, New Jersey, it's also a phone service, so it could be anything you want, you know. And I think there's also a cricket. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I think that's yeah, what Sam like has a, is cricket. That's why it's such shitty audio all the time. Yeah, that's why my audio is kicking. In. I got Starlink, bro. Get it right. <laughs> I think there's a there's a cricket like a craft machine. I wonder how many how many instruments of cricket there are in the in the universe. But, but anyway, going back to the the sports uh, uh, fanatic uh, sports fan of me. Um, so yeah, you know I, I I've been you know pretty much grown up. Then I moved to the states, you know a little bit into the teens, and I really really got interested in. Uh, basketball, um, and then a little bit later in my years, I got involved in, in, in into football. But I've always looked at sports from a statistical back, background, you know, from from, a num- from the numbers side. So, um, as long as I think Sam has known me, I have pretty much been on the profitable end from the uh, betting standpoint. And it's not because I'm just taking, um, you know, uh, uncalculated risks. Some of these are calculated risks, and um, uh, I'm, I mean, most of these are calculated risks. But uh, they just, you know, Vegas, Vegas just tends to be sharper than you know most people uh, when it comes to. So are we uh, talking? Are we talking NBA? Are you are you moving forward with some NBA action right now? So uh, yeah, right now I'm doing NBA action, but I, I don't do per game uh, uh, action. I'll do like like I'll do like props when it comes to just uh, you know short term uh, um, betting. So let's say if I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm taking a bet tonight. I took a bet tonight that that's not going to work out, but. Statistically, it should have worked out. So today, I took a bet that Pascal Siakam was going to have a double double. Pascal Siakam has had a double double in you know six out of the past ten games. So uh, playing against the Celtics, I figured you know it was going to be the time where you know he it seemed like a pretty good uh, pretty good spot to take a double double for him. But unfortunately, Mike, Mike, would you take would you take Mike? Would you take that bet? No, no, well, I don't have a lot of faith in Pascal Siakam. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, have I don't have a lot of faith in the Raptors or Pascal Siakam, so that's just, that's just me. So so recent yeah so recent numbers show that he's been you know he's been an absolute you know he's a beast. So you know just based on that I thought it was going to be a good spot uh, to take him, but turns out that you know Toronto's just getting rocked, so it's not a good spot. <laughs> so that's, so it wasn't a good spot to take him. Uh, but, you know, I have some really long-term bets. I had uh, Jaron Jackson for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I have uh, – I took quickly at plus 1,400 for Sixth Man of the Year. So these are some of the some of the bets that might – That's know, probably a good out. bet. Quickly, quickly is, is uh, very quickly showing that he could be Sixth Man of the Year. 
So, so the quickly bet just turned out to be unbelievable. You know, I, I looked at his efficiency numbers, but it was also just the luck of the draw that, you know, uh, Malcolm Brogdon ended up getting hurt and then quickly also became a starter, inflating his stats. So sometimes, you know, sometimes the ball falls on your side very fast and very quickly. <laughs> but uh, um, usually these kind of bets, I, I take them on plus odds and, and with, with, with uh, you know, with, with efficiency showing that, you know, this will happen. Sure. There's another bet that I have that's a parlay All right. that I took that was a Jokic and uh, Bonchero bet, Jokic MVP and Bonchero, and unfortunately that's not working out. So. All right, yo, listen, so let's, in the next uh, couple yeah. of minutes, uh, I want to ask real quick, and then maybe we can move it along, Mike. NBA playoffs, yeah. are you betting any series? Are you betting anything moving forward? So uh, the NBA playoffs, I am going to take the Cavaliers over the Knicks. Um, and those are pretty solid odds right now. You can still get, I think, minus 180 on that. Um, so I think that that's pretty much should be the most probable outcome out of all the series that I can see that with, with, with pretty decent value. Cool. Very good. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you, Saf. Hey, stay, right. stay, on, stay on if you want to talk some more shit, man. Yeah, I'll listen to some points you guys stay on, man. And give you guys my two cents. <laughs> uh, so real quick, I I, I want to I do want to get to Dylan Mulvaney, but first I want to go to John Stewart's interview uh, with the Oklahoma uh, Senator uh, Nathan. I think his name was uh, Nathan uh, Baum. But uh, so I'm going to play that clip here. Uh, I have the whole clip. It's it's kind of long. His last name is Baum. So I, I saved it down. B O H or something like that. Uh, oh, boom. I, I might, so, boom. Um, but so here's here's the shaved clip that I think is, is gives more context to what we're saying. I do want to preface this by saying at the beginning of the interview, John Stewart just, you know, he, he talked to the senator. He's like, I want to have an honest discussion. And he's like, I, for one, John Stewart said he's for the Second Amendment rights. He's like, I don't believe in banning guns. I don't believe even like banning AR-15s. But let's have an honest discussion about what can be done to make people's lives safer. And so here's here's a good clip of that. I do have the full clip, but I, I, it's, it's kind of long, and it's, it's so here it is. Registration. If we were able to track purchases, if we are, they have a technology that every bullet would be stamped with an individual like a fingerprint. If we had an ATF that wasn't defunded, we would be able to enforce gun laws more effectively and we would be able to solve gun crimes more effectively. You're against all of that. Because the person is the threat, not the firearm, not the knife. I get the, it. The person and the individual Great. is the one that is the concern Great. here. But you don't want anything that could help law enforcement or society determine whether or not a person is a good guy with a gun or a bad guy with a gun. Most the even registry law enforcement... would allow you to have much more effective background checks mm -hmm. So I don't understand why you won't just admit that you are making it harder for police to manage the streets by allowing all of these guns to go out without permits, without checks, and without background stuff. Why is that hard? Why can't you just stand by that? Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm defending the individual's right to keep and bear arms. That's a different argument. Okay, but you may do, here's, here's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You want to say I'm a Second Amendment purist, and I'm making it safer. You're not. 
you're making it more chaotic. And that's not a matter of opinion. That's the truth. That is a matter of opinion, John. But why take away their tools? Because certain of their tools that they're using would be infringements upon the people's right to keep and bear arms, upon their constitutional rights, upon due so process, you're saying upon other things. That registering is an infringement. Yes. Okay. Is voting a right? It's a right for citizens. Yes. Do you have to do anything to do it? Yes. What do you have to do? It depends on the state. What do you have to do? Sometimes you have to be, you have to be at least 18 years old. What do you have to do? And Keep in going. some places you have to uh -huh. have a government issued ID. What do you have to? You have to. You have to be on the voter rolls. Register. You have to register. Hmm? So you have to register to a right. Is that an infringement? Does the right to voting say shall not be infringed? Oh, so this is just a semantic argument now. No, it's not. You believe voting rights can be infringed because it doesn't say specifically is it shall an, not be infringed. Is it an infringement upon a 17-year-old's right to vote since they don't have that right to vote? No. Oh, we, it's not an infringement on them? No, okay. ab absolutely not. Why not? Because you're, you're the one making the argument, not me. I'm saying even rights have responsibilities and that within those responsibilities responsibilities, are responsibilities yes. and order Otherwise, it's chaotic. I'll go even one further. You want to ban drag show readings to children. To my eyes, yes. Why? 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 What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting, those under 18 from voting? Why are you banning? That? Is, is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances to What's protect the children? leading cause of death? amongst children in this country, and I'm going to give you a hint, it's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying fuck to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. So I thought he brought up a lot of good points. John Stewart kind of had, and the guys, the senator. Oh, no, I think he had a lot of sorry, great points, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, what John 100%. Stewart did was he, he dug a hole and circled around the hole and eventually got the guy to jump in the hole and made himself look like a fucking dumbass. That's I don't know why people still do this. Perfect interviewing by John Stewart. I don't know why people He needs to teach a class. He needs to teach a class on how to interview, bro. I mean, bro, I, I don't know why John Stewart. <laughs> that was awesome. Are, are you actually saying that John Stewart was right? Yes. No, I, I mean, if you if you listen, like he did it perfectly. He set the guy up. He the, he set up the hole. The guy fell right into it, and he buried himself. It's exactly what that governor did. So did he anyone, did anyone else feel like their somebody. ass was getting reamed? Did anyone else feel like their ass was getting reamed? I felt like that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah. yeah. I felt it, it felt like yeah, it, it, you know. It literally felt like I was watching him slowly undress the other dude. Yeah, he pretty much did. He did. But but a lot of John's points, I, 
I would like to hear Joe's arguments against him because the guy tried to argue against him and he fell in the hole. So I would like to know how you would argue against him because you had the question, Joe, that do you actually think Don Stewart is right? I actually think he has a point. You talked about registration. The guy said, well, it's an infringement on rights, but yet you have to register when you vote. That's not an infringement on rights, among other things. So, Joe, the floor is yours if you would like to All right. say so, something. Well, let's start with registration. So, first of all, uh, you do register when you buy a firearm. So you already do that. You have to fill out a federal form. Um, you have to go through a background check to make sure that you're not, you know, they do a background checks already. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold so on. Not, but this guy wants to, he, he doesn't yeah. want that. He doesn't want no, that. No, 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 hold on, hold on. He says no. it's okay. He says it's, it's okay. You're right. To carry. Uh, you're Without right. Without registration. Without registration. We do register now. When, but when not, he's saying it's okay to carry without registration, though. You, no, that's not what you saying. You don't have to register. Listen, I, I'm looking right here at Ohio Firearms, and it says, must I register my firearms in Ohio? And the answer is fucking no. The Ohio Revised Code does same not thing require Michigan. firearm same thing registration. Have any of you jackasses gone to, to – hold on, shut up. Have you ever gone to a gun store, a firearm store, and bought a gun? I have. And you didn't have to fill out any paperwork. You didn't have to have a serial number attached to the paperwork for the gun that you bought. You didn't get. You didn't have any of that. So, so listen. Didn't, so this is what happened. A receipt of the sale. Listen. Oh, 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 hold, hold on. Calm down. Calm down. Hold on. Go ahead. Uh, I had a receipt of the sale. <laughs> hold on. A receipt of the sale. Uh-huh. Right. Followed by a background <laughs> check. I'm on my license only. Okay. Okay. So long as my license is valid, I could have changed my addresses, mind you. It's okay. And within 20 minutes, he's like, you can go ahead and buy it, but I would wait because within 72 hours, you're going to go get a get a uh, uh, CCW from the state of Michigan. That's it. And in the state of Pennsylvania, you can buy it from a Walmart without any issues. No issues. You go to a Walmart. You can do that here in Michigan, too. You can buy it. You can buy You what? can keep a 12 You can keep a shotgun at your house without any uh, without registering with the county, with the police. I don't need to okay, register my gun with the police. You know, right. So here, here's where I think you guys are getting a little confused, okay, because I'm hearing you say register, meaning that um, I need to give a list of all the guns I have to the local sheriff's department uh, that register. No. What I'm saying is that just like you said – you did a background check. On that background check, they also put the serial number of the firearm, okay? So if there was a crime committed... You're right. You're absolutely right. When I, my license, my license when, I'm get, when I get pulled over, it says that I have a, a weapon. I, can car- I carry a weapon. But that's your concealed carry. Okay, that's different. No, okay. like if, if you go to Walmart and you buy a oh, shotgun, fuck, right. like, like uh, your buddy said, he can go to Pennsylvania... He can go to Walmart. He can buy a shotgun. They do a background check. Now, when they do the serial number, when they scan the serial number, that serial number is then registered to you, right? Right. Right. So, so say say if I if I go and sell my my gun, this is where this is where it doesn't register. This is if I go sell my gun to you, Sam, right? That register isn't being transferred to you legally. Correct. Like, it's the not, right way. It's not. Right? So you're right. So if that gun, at that point, is involved in a crime. They come after Josh. That, 
they can come, they come after, after you. Me. Correct. Exactly. Correct. So right. I think what John Stewart was kind of. Are you trying to tell me that I'm a criminal? Oh, no. Right. No. Uh, so but my point John is, is that his point. the guns are registered. Okay. You know, so you think I have the highest chances of possibly committing a crime of all of us. That's Damn. basically. Damn. I, I, I mean, think everybody so. thinks I mean, you're Muslim, you so. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, motherfucker, like, he, he, here's my thought process is that, I mean, background checks, you know, nothing, there is nothing in this world that is perfect, not fallible. So are there going to be background checks that are done and somebody either slips through or gives false information? Well, guess what? Those are called criminals, okay? They give so, false information. Hey, hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, listen, listen, real quick, Joe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move this forward, but really quick before I let this go, I get pat down at games that me and Mike go to. I get pat down by TSA when I go on flights, but I can get a gun quicker than both of those. How does that make sense? It, uh, it so, hey, so you're, so you're telling me you board a flight and it, it, takes you, it takes you longer than 24 hours to board a flight? Bro, I've been held. I've been held. I've been held at at that border by border patrol for like six hours. Okay, no you were held That's in the for no reason. For twenty four hours. So you you're 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 not telling. I'm just saying it's easier for me to walk away with a gun than it is to to cross the border and go to Canada for fuck's sake. But that's not it, true. It, it's easier. It's easier for you to go to buy a gun than it is to, for you to even board a, an airplane. Is, is basically what he's saying. But it's so, not. It's not true. true. It's not. Joe, if he's getting if he's getting pulled over by TSA, then yeah. Here. So uh, here's the thing. I every flight I, I have wait every flight that I have ever gone to. I I have to sir go to the side. They pat me down. They warn me. They take my shoes off. Make me go through the scanner every fucking time. And I'm a white dude, so don't fucking give me that bullshit that, ooh, I'm getting singled out. No, you're not. Dude, if I, me I, and you stood next to each other, I promise you I'd be looked at in different eyes. Than you. Dude, As you know, when that fucking music hits, it means fucking cut it off. So it's time to open the magical mystery box of questions here. Even though Joe's wrong, he could just sit there and simmer for a minute. So Joe's not wrong. We Fuck have you. Here, best. See, that's funny because you wanted to hear what my say on it. Best. John Stewart talked about like movie. guns being. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey! Respect, 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 respect the box. Respect the box. Respect the box. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty standard. Pretty standard. 80s action movie. Don't, don't agree with somebody, so you shut them off. That, that sounds about right. We're, we're moving along. We got a show. We got to finish. We got we got Dylan McVaney to get to. And other things. We're on the best 80s action movie, and Joe's going to the penalty box for two minutes. All right. Best 80s action movie. Best 80s action movie. Let's go. 80s? I'm going to go Blood Sports. Were you guys it, even born in the 80s? What? No, I was born in 82, you motherfucker. So, Blood Sports. <laughs> Blood Sport is my fucking movie, man. And I root for Chong Lee. 
I root for Chong Lee. In fact, I wish he would have broken more dudes' legs Chinese, in the face. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy was dirty as fuck. <laughs> and he was short as fuck too, because they actually had to put the uh, the ring uh, at an angle so that he looked taller than John Claude Van Damme. So. Yeah, but he was a lot more jacked than John Claude Van Damme. So. Way more jacked. Way more jacked. Way well, more. Jacked. I'm not disagreeing that. Yeah, Chung Lee would have fucking worked. Bolo Young in real life would have worked. Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme is the Steven Seagal of karate. All right, who's next for their their sports movie? <laughs> Sorry, Lou, we got to move on. I already said I already said my fucking piece. I, I know. Sports, my so who's next? Action movies. I don't know. Whoever wants to fucking go. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw in Rambo in the mix. Yeah, I'm gonna say either Rambo or Predator. Rambo, Predator, great one. Fuck, those are great ones. Fuck, I still still love Bloodsport. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I love it too. But like Rambo, like come on, man, that guy was just fucking nuts. One of my favorite '80s action movies was uh, Commando. Oh yes, come on, get some shoppers. Do it now. That was that was Predator. (laughs) Big Trouble in Little China, baby. Oh, there's big, another big Chinese. Yeah, that's a good one. And Roadhouse. Yeah, Robo Got to have Roadhouse in there. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? I mean, he, he did too many other bitch roles to be really considered like an action star. You know? Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Lethal wait, Weapon. Wait. Pretty good one. Yeah. How, how come we didn't fucking come out with fucking Top Gun? Oh, really? Because it was only one movie. That's why. Yeah. That was an '80s action movie. The, the if that's the case, we need to put Chuck Norris in the mix. Put Delta Force in there. We got Batman, the original. Right. By, by the way, Josh, I just want to know who the fuck is watching Twilight Saga at your house. Paige? <laughs> that's probably Paige. away from my daughter. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I know hey, listen, Josh. You, do you want to be a? Do you want to become a werewolf or a vampire? Let me ask you that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'd rather be a va- uh, fucking uh, werewolf, dude. Nah, I man. Vampire where it's at. You see how fucking hairy I am? <laughs> I mean, they call me Sasquatch. They don't call me Sasquatch for no reason. My God. My God. All right. Let's uh let's go on now to uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, he's now he's a trans thing alien, as I like to refer to trans people as aliens. Anyways, um, heard a lot of endorsement deals as of late. Now the latest one is with Nike. Can I tell you something that bothers me? The uh, the track runner. I don't know if you know who Allison Phoenix is. But they punished, yeah. uh, punished her because she got pregnant, and they revoked her endorsement deal. Now you got fucking he, she, Dylan Mulvaney out here fucking with the dick and balls fucking selling sports bras. I don't know what the fuck is Nike even thinking right now. Uh, Nike's been woke for the uh, Nike's afraid, bro. Years. Nike's afraid. Nike's afraid. Well, so here's here's what I think is really happening in the in the world. 
And if somebody disagrees, fine. I honestly think China is making a play with, A, you look at TikTok. How, what do they allow on TikTok? Learning, uh, education, stuff. What do they allow in America? Dumbing down. They want this stuff to happen. Nike is one of their biggest uh, suppliers in China, correct? That's where Nike makes all their stuff in China. I think so. I think Mal- Malaysia and China, yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. So they're, they're catering to China. China. China wants this. China exactly wants America to fight inside. That way it makes the U.S. so weak and, and dumbed down, retarded, and everything. To where their country is, it's just getting and, and, and it started, it started with, with Chinese food, right? The General Tso's chicken that they introduced to us? <laughs> hey, I love General Tso. <laughs> that was a seed. That was a seed of destruction. Oh, my God. Planted, that's, right? the, the, but, but I, the I white honestly boy think China's taking a play. And General South chicken. <laughs> See, I, I don't necessarily agree with Josh in terms of, you know, this whole China's making a play bullshit. Um I think, we're, you know, we're doing this to ourselves, but is China capitalizing on it? Absolutely, because, you know, they've already been pushing to change their, uh, you know, their, their uh, international uh, currency. A uh, few other countries are starting to switch from the dollar to other things. Because yes, Saudi we look, is as we well. We look like a bunch of fucking Saudi idiots. Brazil. We look like a bunch of fucking idiots because, uh, I mean, we're actually having more discussions about – uh, what is a man and a woman versus how to fix education? How you know all these things that need to be addressed? Instead, we're fucking talking about something that has been around for. I mean, human beings have been around for what three hundred thousand years, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand years since the first monkey came out of the tree and started walking upright and looked down and said, "I got a dick." He was the dude. <clears throat> Well, I mean, here, here's another thing, too. Out of all the women, we're going to call Dylan Mulvaney a woman, even though he's not. But you could have literally put other people on a can. You could get other superstars to, to do the Nike brawls. Like, I don't care if it's yeah. that inclusive. You put fucking Michelle you, you know what? on a like can, can I, can I, can I go ahead and make a point real quick? Go. Yes. Go, Sam. Yeah. All right. So, so listen – you know, Nike is has traditionally marketed what kind of athletes, right? And I'm not look, I'm not putting a sexuality thing at it, on it at all. I'm just saying profitable athlete, athletes, people that are popular in their sports, so on and so forth, blah 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 blah, right? Absolutely. So when you have uh, a, a in the middle, they the in the in the middle needs to find their own market. They can't piggyback off a of Nike that's been doing shit for fucking forever before they realize what sex they were. Right, so they need to pick a, a, a company that is up and coming, full of the, probably just their mentality, right? And they need to build that up if they want to go with the capitalistic way, instead of piggybacking. Piggybacking is for bullshitters. Well, that, I mean, that's where the left the left wants to get rid of capitalism. They want more socialism. That's that's what's really happening. Bro, I, I am almost a little bit of a socialist at heart, but they don't understand socialism. I don't, I don't consider them as part of the group in socialism. It's just man and woman at that point. I'm sorry. 
do tell social uh what it, what is your idea of socialism there sam uh, it's okay joe we'll leave that for another day uh, on another show maybe oh, <laughs> we will definitely have to have that topic on there yeah, yeah for sure oh fuck my life okay what <laughs> fuck you why why are we fucking your life <laughs> But you just uh, talked shit about China, uh, so he's offended. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. I am good. We got about ten minutes to go. I, I, I before you know next you know next show we're gonna have Sam in a steel cage talking about socialism. I think that that that's how we'll push it. We'll have yes. Hell in a Cell socialism. Yes. Hell in a Cell. Let's socialism. fight it out, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm not even saying fight out. I was just curious. Celebrity deathmatch, Joe. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I mean, I told you guys before, right? Opinions are like assholes, bro. Everyone has one, right? You know, I have opinions, right? It's it's inevitable. But but, but I mean, that's what Sam. I don't think America great. Sam, that's the right? thing, though. I I am perfectly okay with any, everyone having, you know, even you know, if you have a different opinion or the same opinion as mine, I don't care. You're right. That's that's the point. Everyone has an opinion. Uh. You know, where the only times I get frustrated with, you know, things is when, I'm, well, still sticking to the, the Dylan Mulaney or whatever the dude's name is, when we stop using, you know, we start talking about everything that's an opi- using opinions, but selling them as facts. No, no, I have to agree with you on that. Opinions are never should they should never be sold as a fact because a thought is so cheap that the moment that I say it, it gets stuck in your brain, right? So I mean, I, I, opinions are they should be fucking farts in the wind, in in my opinion. You know, facts should be facts, and 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 that's why I'm neither left or right. I'm literally, uh, I'm I'm picking things off the left. I'm picking things off the right, and I'm feeling as to who I am as a person. And I'm, I'm honestly, Sam, I'm the same way. I, I like some of the left ideas, and I like some of the right ideas. So, the problem. I mean, yeah, left, but you know, lately the left is the left has been kind of slacking, man. Honestly. Oh no, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. It's just the left has has gone way too far left, and they're not they're not staying kind of in between that middle. Hey guys, I'm, I really apologize. Uh, the fucking my host call dropped off, so the last two minutes or so, whatever you guys were talking about, is not going to be on the fucking air because what my phone dick. call dropped. What a dick! Why not? I'm uh, fucking guy. Fucking guy. All right. I think we're still good. Long talk. <laughs> so I, I, right. I do want to so, do want to get into this really quick, if you guys don't mind, since it is it is Masters weekend. And what are your guys' thoughts about these live players actually being able to play in the Masters this weekend? And then a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of I think it's I think it's a a bunch of fraud, buck, fucking bullshit. They sold out and they left. They should be left out. But it wasn't the PGA who who did that. It's the the Masters. Is the ones who said no. We I I I understand, but they chased money when it was it was like printed and cheap and like i don't know they went to the wrong source if they had gone to like a fucking african country for fucking money uh in a, in a tournament i'd be like all right cool you know what it's building shit up you know get the fuck out of here bro these guys are burning the same money that they're fucking giving them 
Oh, Phil Mickelson has I, cocaine for days on on tour. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't like uh, how they got the money, the Saudi back. I, mean, I don't agree with it, but it actually did make golf better. It 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 provided that competition. Now the PGA is throwing more money into it. Finally, uh, no, but you know what? And, That's why the PGA should have started out like a lo- a lower league that moves tiers and 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 a little bit more structure within the the actual league itself. It's a, it's a domestic league, bro. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, we play internationally, possibly, but it's a domestic league. It, golf has always been almost majority of an American sport. It's been other people from other countries playing golf, playing golf here in this country. You you do realize there's a European tour too, right? Yeah, there's I do. I get that. Tour. But how many American players are on that European tour? And, I mean, yes, it's changed, Not but really. over time, it's majority been American and British. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I I, I do kind of like how how they are allowed to come into the Masters and play. Uh, I mean, some of them are past yeah. champions. I I think they have a right to to play in that tournament. It, it's it's I don't care where the, the money is. It was more of a fan, like, hey, now I can see the top people in golf play again, and I and I like that fact. And I think it's going to make the PGA better. It's like AEW and WWE kind of merging, right? Yeah. Japan, New Japan and AEW. Wow. I personally on? believe that they should merge uh, the women's and men's golf tournaments, and uh, everyone has to go from the women's team. <laughs> because okay. we want to be equal and fair. Just saying. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Some of these women... Just, just wait till the first transgender. Just wait till the first transgender golfer comes out. Oh, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And up to uh, up to the green to uh, uh, tee off is uh, uh, Susan uh, Sarandos. And uh, uh, oh, you notice her six five statute with her forty uh, five inch bicep. <laughs> and she's driving it three hundred fifty yards while the other women are driving it. Oh, she's having. She must be menstruating because she only yeah. she only driven three hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> Her normal score fifty. <laughs> All right, listen, we're we on topic here. Four, four minutes. We got four minutes left. I want to talk real quick. Hey, can we do a quick UFC uh, preview or no? Fuck no, man, we, I want to. We still need the chronic corner. We didn't get a chronic corner. The chronic we corner is getting smoked right, right now, man. Oh. Uh, and then, I don't even uh, have UFC 287 in the rundown, man. What yeah, is you that don't. happening? We, uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah. It's tomorrow, dick. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the Ravens uh, and Lamar Jackson. Fuck, man. So, I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, the Ravens are talking about Brandon Carson Wentz right now. I think they're honestly just best off moving off Lamar. I think that relationship is soured. Lamar doesn't Raven anymore because he feels disrespected by them. I think it's just best for, best for them to cut ties. I, and I honestly would trade it and get all the compensation in the fucking world. The Ravens have already proven that their model works with elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl in Baltimore. They've proven it twice with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, that they can build a team – and they can be very competitive. Uh, so, so you're uh, saying instead of, like, league. pulling a left bell on them, 
where Lev Bell had to had to be franchised two years in a row, and then you know he kind of sat out. He basically sat out, yeah. more or less, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Just, so instead yeah, of that happening, go ahead and recoup what you can recoup now. Exactly. Take the trade compensation. If the Colts want him, I'll gladly take the number four pick. Then the Ravens have the fourth pick and and the twenty second pick. And you know what they can. But it wouldn't do be just the four. It wouldn't be the, just the fourth, would it? No, they're they're talking. Than that, is, what I'm saying. No, the the last thing that said they said the Ravens if they were just smart they would just trade the fourth pick for Lamar Jackson straight up. That's what they should do. And and the fact and that they're quarterback of the future. What's that? I said they would not have two first round picks. You know, yeah, they could address I mean, other needs there. Yeah, but I don't think the Colts are going to be willing to give up the fourth round pick and another pick coming up, you know, especially if they're going to have to uh, sign Lamar Jackson to a big contract and and yeah. you never know with his injury history too. So, so, sure, sure. So, so, so you're I mean, saying like even a, even a conditional, a, a future conditional is not in the in the option. If the Ravens, if Indianapolis says, "Hey, I will give you the number four pick right now for Lamar Jackson," I think the Ravens sh- should just do it. I, I don't think he's going to play, like Louis said. I don't think he's going to play this year if he's still on the Ravens. No, and- so you're basically you're paying a guy thirty two million dollars to sit the bench. That, and to be honest with you, he's going to be so pissed off and butthurt. He's going to be like a poison apple in the well. Like, yep. It's just not going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can I ask you a question? I, 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 if the Colts – it's a, a, a hypothetical question. If the Colts do get Lamar Jackson, do they immediately have to sign him or do they have a year? They would probably just in good faith because he's not going to play on the franchise tag with, with – the Colts, they'd have to sign him to a contract. Yeah, it, at a minimum, a one-year deal. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I mean, he's not going to play on a one-year deal. He's not going to play on a one-year no. deal. No, he's not. Like, there's no way. So the Colts have the same problem. The Colts have the same problem that Ravens do. Well, no, but here's what I'm hearing. The Colts are willing to give him. This is the contract that I've been hearing, that if the Ravens do trade him to the Colts, the, Col- the Colts are willing to pay him a four-year contract Okay, worth $225 million. So if you have 225 divided by four, that's $56 million a year on a- average salary. Fully and guaranteed? they're willing to guarantee – no, they're going to guarantee 175 oh. of it. Five of it. That's still a lot. And, it's, it's a lot. lot. Isn't, isn't that what the Ravens offered them? Reset. Ravens offered them? Ravens offered them $130 million guaranteed. Okay. $130 million guaranteed. Now, I mean, consider, consider that he doesn't have an agent, too, right? Lamar does not have an agent, right? right? Nope. No, no he doesn't. He's his own agent. But here's the thing about these He might have been contracts. able to lock down a better deal with the Ravens if he had an agent. Would have. Who knows? Absolutely. Probably. And, then, and the other thing that somebody brought up about having an agent is it shields you from hearing how the team really feels. Like, an agent can be like, can spit it to you, like, oh, they really like you, but this is what they want to do. This is how they see it. Whereas if you're in your own meetings 
and you have to hear the Ravens be like, yeah, dude, we like you, but I think yeah, we you don't think you can throw the fucking ball and they're going to get injured. And yeah. Injured You've already been injured for two years. You, then on your end, you're like, fuck, man, I'm taking this shit personally. Whereas if you have an agent, right. he, kind of, he deflects all that. He's shit. taking the hits for you, right? Exactly. Exactly. So... I, I don't know, man. Um, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. There's apparently a lot of movement with quarterbacks. Uh, Mac Jones is apparently disgruntled in New England. Belichick has soured on him. Apparently the locker room is split. Half the locker room wants Bailey Zapp to be the quarterback. The other half wants Mac Jones to go in. Um, so that, that's Do you want to know who the culprit is in the whole scenario? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. He's the culprit. No, Brian Hoyer. Why? Brian Hoyer, so there was a report that came out that Brian Hoyer, the reason why, even though he was healthy, they didn't even put him in the, as a backup, is because he egged on Mac Jones to kind of rebel against Belichick. Mm, interesting. And didn't Hoyer just retire? Okay. And yeah, Hoyer is done. I mean, but he's done. But I mean, the Patriots let him go. He's done. They took the hit. For no reason on a veteran quarterback that it doesn't even play, they paid him for no reason to shut the hell up and not show up to games. <laughs> the, yeah, the last is what it is on that one. About... The Bengals draft buzzer. We'll guests on now next week to talk NFL draft as we get closer, but um. I'm seeing a lot of tight ends to the Bengals, and here's one thing I'll say. I don't believe you need a tight end in the first round. I, to me, the, the, the value of the position is fairly low. It's around running back as well as off-the-ball linebackers. I think those are three of the positions that I don't value. And in the first round, don't need to take a tight end because you can get them pretty much anywhere in the middle rounds of the draft. In the first round where you need to take players that, that, that you don't get equal value later in the draft is quarterback, which we already have, wide receiver, which we're good at, and then defensive end, defensive end, defensive line, and cornerback. Those two positions on the defensive side of the ball – you can find players, yes, that are good defensive ends and good corners later in the draft. But the majority of superstar players, a lot of them are taken in the first round. And defensive end or interior defensive line is a position that we need. Now, if the draft board doesn't fall our way and if Kalijah Canty or Brian Brees are not there at 28 and Deontay Banks and Joey Porter Jr. and Christian Gonzalez are all gone at that point, then take the best player available. But I'm going to point out something. Over the last 25 years, I'm not, none of them have been taken in the first round. Travis Kelsey was a third-round pick. Rob Gronkowski was a second-round pick. Jason Witten was a third-round pick. Jimmy Graham was a third-round pick. Antonio Gates was undrafted. None, all these top tight ends were taken in the middle rounds of the draft. You know who the one uh, even Kittle. tight end was? Kittle, Kittle, Kittle went later, Kittle, too. Yeah, Kittle was like a fourth round. Kittle was a fourth round pick. Yes. The one great tight end that was taken early, Tony Gonzalez. He was the 13th overall pick back in 1996. 
He also revolutionized the game too. He also right, but that's the one tight end. That is the one tight end, great tight end that was taken in the first round. So do I believe that we could get Sam Laporta from Iowa in the second round, or Zach Kuntz in the fourth round, and, or or Luke's, uh, Luke Schumacher from Michigan in the third round? Yeah, I do. And I think they would all be great tight ends. And I think because Burrow will make them look great. So, and let's be honest, guys, a tight end that we draft, is he really going to be? Because he's going to be behind in targets, behind at least Higgins and Chase. You, you, need, to, you need to get a good. You end? need to get a good blocking tight end. Yes, that's because, also a receiver. Yeah, and, I, yeah and, and you know who that is? That is Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, and that's Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion, and it's also Sam Laporta. Those three great out as great blocking tight ends who are also good receivers. And I'll tell you right now, Zach Kuntz is a matchup nightmare. He is six foot six, two hundred and sixty pounds, and he runs a four five forty. Matchup nightmare. Yeah, it sounds. It, it honestly sounds a little bit like a uh, Rob Gronkowski type of deal. You know. Yeah, and you know what? The the nice thing about Zach Kuntz. We can bring him along. We can bring him along slowly. We got Irv Smith Jr. there, who I think is going to do really good this one year, and I think he'll be gone. He'll sign a, he'll sign like a two or three year deal to go somewhere else, and and we can kind of bring along Zach Coons a little bit slowly or whoever we draft. But I see a lot of people wanting us to take like Michael Mayer, or I've even heard Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, which I'm telling you right now that's a terrible fucking pick, Luke Musgrave. Barely plays any snaps. He's got back issues, and his, I think the most catches he's ever recorded was like twelve catches in the season. So no, but, but you also you also you he, also have a, a a huge like a hole that you you put in is that just in case you have a blocking tight end, you have almost an extra lineman right there for you exactly. for Bo. You have another lineman, but I also think offensive tackle needs to be addressed, uh, guys, because. Jonah Williams doesn't want to play right tackle. But you know what? No, no NFL, no other NFL team thinks he's a left tackle. There's no market for Jonah Williams right now, guys. There's none. Because other NFL teams view him as a guard, and at best, some view him as a right tackle. And to me, I feel like if you kick Jonah Williams inside the left guard, he's fucking fantastic. Fantastic. And you can – Swap out him and Cordell Bolson, or, or or you can shift Cordell Bolson to right maybe right guard when Alex Kappa goes, but uh, or maybe we don't resign Kappa at, at some point uh, a year or two down the road. But Jonah Williams doesn't want to do that, and so at this point it, it, we can't trade him. So I would be looking at drafting a tackle, put on the right side. Uh, I I think Jonah Williams will probably get traded on on draft night. Or during during the draft process, he'll probably get traded. We're only going to get like a fourth round pick for him. Nobody has any faith in him, and nobody wants to put oh, him left tackle. No, but I mean, so we're not going to get any compensation back for him, hardly. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, if he's not right, going to be here, I mean, you could you could you could try to do some shrewd moves and take that whatever you get for Williams and kind of move up to get a guy that you want. But yeah, it's kind of lose yep. lose. Right now with him. 
That's why I would be looking at tackle in the first round. At least in the first two rounds. Yeah, that, that's a smart but, start. Uh, I would, I'm always with yeah. protecting the quarterback, especially a guy like Joe Burrow. Yeah. And, but I'll tell you what, if Kaliza Chansey from Pitt is at number 28, that's who I want. He is a disruptive interior defensive lineman. And if you can tell me that I can get a guy that can put pressure up the middle while Hubbard and Hendrickson are coming off the side, that's what I want. But guess what? And I'm very guess, high. You know, having, having, a good, having good pressure on the line ends up – with more three and outs, which means you give the offense more time with probably a weekend defense. You know, the defense is still – they're coming on a lot quicker than they're supposed to. Yeah. And you're going to get exactly. a 70-yarder on Chase. You're going to get a 50-yarder on, on uh, Higgins. You know, you'll do things that you normally would not be able to do if you didn't have a weekend, a little yeah. bit of a weekend defense. If you're running down that defense the way they are, because, again, if your defense is good enough to – force those three and outs, your offense is forcing that other defense to come play again. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys, that is all the time we had. Sorry we didn't get to some of the other things and we didn't get to UFC, but it was a jam-packed show. We were not short on content today. Uh, always a good show when we can get Joe fired up. So, thank you for tuning did he, in. Did he log we'll off? Be back. Hey, Joe. No, he's still here. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back at it on Monday. Thanks, everybody. We cover hey, our bases, basic. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered, yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather. Then you know we bringing it home. We cover our bases, basic. You can't erase